Peace and welcome to another episode of Artistry, where art meets industry. We are your hosts, Rochelle Etienne Robinson and Stan Substantial Robinson. Season 3 of Artistry is powered by Words, Beats, and Life. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome to another episode of Artistry. I am Rochelle Tan Robinson. And this fellow over here, this fine specimen hey, of a man. Wait a minute now. Okay. <laughs> All right. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I paid for it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it is Stan Substantial Robinson. Oh, what's up? Chilling. How you feeling? I'm good. Because yeah. today, today, uh-huh. as every day on Artistry, are, it's special. And we have a special guest. Um, we have known this brother, mm. what, 20, over 20 years for me. I know even more, longer for you. Yeah. Um, wow, he is a brother by another yeah. mother. Um, please welcome our friend mm-hmm. and talented, not only a visual artist, but a performing artist, mm-hmm. the none other than Naturel. Peace. What's going on, y'all? That was that was a great intro. Oh man, <laughs> thank hey, you. Got to do it right for family, you know. <laughs> Definitely. How are you? Oh, I'm blessed. I'm really, really, really blessed. Uh, That's what's up. That's what's up. I was, I was tearing up at y'all intro, man. I was like, I was like, man, I'm so proud of y'all, man. Like, oh man, thank you, bro. Thank you. Like, we are man. so we're so honored to have you because I know you, you know, proud of you. With all that you've accomplished, and we're going to get into it um, with all that you've done, but, you know, seeing you not necessarily having grown up, but seeing you in your journey through adulthood, through Mm -hmm. now being a father, you know, and all these things that you've, your accomplishments, you know, it's, and it's been tough. It's been a, it's been an interesting year for a lot of creatives these past two years with the pandemic Mm -hmm. and with everything else. How were things for you specifically during these last two years? Oh, crazy. Yeah, we had a, we, uh, me and my queen had a baby uh, over the pandemic. So mm-hmm. for all the parents out there that, that know the, the, the joys of having a pandemic baby, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was, but it was, it was crazy. Cause like, I, I see the blessing within, within that too. Like, you know, cause I, I'm valuing the time that I get with, with her, mm-hmm. uh, you know, there's a there's another side to that whole thing too but it's just uh being there like i i remember uh during the pregnancy like just kind of thinking like oh man like how am i going to be able to travel for work and still be here for the family and stuff you know mm-hmm. um so you know through the the lockdown kind of <laughs> answered yeah. that you know what i'm saying so i was like all right cool i just stay here yeah. but uh through that like I've, I've had um you know god bless her, i I've, I've had like some of the most successful uh, years of my career yeah. uh, over the last uh, few so you know that's so, that's yeah. yeah we've been watching man you know like we definitely love to see it bro it's been it's crazy when she was saying that how she's known you for over 20 i was like yo i feel like yeah, yeah I, I, was like, I was like what? yeah yeah and, yo. I, and when and yeah and she was when she said longer for me i was like yeah it might be almost 30 at this point yeah. man Bruh. Yeah. yeah, like yeah. I definitely known your sister for over thirty. You know what yeah. I mean? So it's, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's crazy. I remember we first talked when I was uh ten, right? Yeah, it had to be ten or nine or something like that. Wow, yeah. wow, it was crazy. That's a blessing. <laughs> Hashtag my friends are dope. Yeah. Man. Hashtag you know? friends are dope. Yeah. Yeah. 
So you it's going to some... be like, it's going to be weird, like, like doing an interview with somebody that I know, like, you know, people that yeah. I know for a long time, you know? <laughs> right. It's just, uh, so it's going to, it's going to feel like, you know, we're just kicking it. So. Yeah. Cool. That's the way it should be, man. Yeah. You know? It's a family go Absolutely. Clap Absolutely. it up one time for natural. <laughs> hey. <laughs> you know, man. So, yeah. Let's, let's so, we're going to go, jump into it because I, for those that don't know, right? So, you are a product of Guamanian parents, yep. um, born and raised in the DMV, specifically Prince George's County, PG County. Hey, yeah. yeah um, clap it up for PG. What was life? Uh, <laughs> <were> you, <laughs> you were born in PG, right? Yeah, born and raised. I'm born and raised. Boy. Well, Maryland boy, yeah. All right, Merlin, Merlin in the house. Got so, crabs on deck, you know what I'm saying? Got to represent, got to represent. So what was life growing up in PG during that time? I mean, you're a product of the, you know, you're a child of the 80s and 90s. Walk yeah. us through that that journey, that part of your journey. Uh, For me and my life experience growing up in PG was really interesting. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh. And I didn't quite appreciate how interesting it was until I, until I left. But uh, the things that I learned um, culturally informed me about uh, human beings and how uh, history plays a part in things. Like in PG County, like history is like taught in every class. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like it's 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 basically if if you're fortunate enough to have a, a black teacher. You have black history throughout every single course uh, if if you're lucky enough, you know, yeah. um, mm-hmm. but it's it's really prevalent in in our schools. And I remember not really knowing about my heritage and my culture until I was like 16. Wow. And so, like, knowing that one, it matters to know where you come from mm-hmm. to how that informs, like how your communities developed around you and your family uh, thrives within that community. Um, I, I feel really good that I've gotten that, those codes, you know, so that, you know, when I, when I was 16, I was very curious and I was just like, Hey, like, how come y'all don't teach me about, you know, the Island that y'all came to talk to my parents? Yeah. Uh, how come you, you didn't really teach me how to do that? And they were just like, you know, first you have to embrace where you're at, you know, um, we, we, they sacrificed a lot to, to get us here. Right. Uh, for these opportunities so you know appreciate where you're at and then if you want to know there's more uh behind that uh so you know it was it was really my life experience and my perspective was really interesting being uh so close to y'all and 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 the the the, the folks and friends that you guys been able to introduce me to uh taught me a lot about like knowledge yourself and mm-hmm. um the importance of uh just just embracing culture yeah. you know and so um you know as i'm growing i'm becoming more comfortable with that you know but any 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 child of a diaspora is uh uniquely lost in 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 identity you know what yeah. i'm saying so like the the struggles of i found it really kindred uh discovering those feelings of like oh okay you know i'm part of a diaspora and there's a I'm I'm from there but I don't know that place right. you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. so yeah. yeah and it's just it's interesting how this actually this interview fell on um where we acknowledge and and 
appreciate Asian and Pacific Island Heritage Month. Yeah. Um, you know, Guam, similar to Puerto Rico, is in this very precarious, you know, Commonwealth, not a state, but a property, you know, this whole, this yeah. whole dynamic of, um, you know, of culture, like you mentioned. Yeah, you can say the C word, we a colony. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, similar to like so many other places. Yeah. yeah, man. Now it's 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 really interesting. You know, like I'm reading a, I'm reading this book about uh, it's called How to Hide an Empire by uh, Daniel Emmerich, and it talks about like the you know America just kind of absorbing these these uh, uh properties, these territories. Yeah. Mm -hmm. them, you know, and for. It's like kind of like quasi statehood, but not really, mm -hmm. like without right. all the perks. So, you know, like that that really informs a lot of the culture and the way it grows and the way it is. So, you know, yeah. really interesting, man. Like, and all my people from the Pacific, they that's a really really interesting region, you know. Because mm -hmm. if it ain't sure. if, if it ain't the 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 Americans, it's the you know the British. If it ain't the British, it's like something. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So there's a lot of history there uh, that I could appreciate and I love. Um, it's really similar, you know what I'm saying? But everybody from that belt of uh, the equilateral uh, equilateral belt yeah. <laughs> around, the, you know what I'm saying? Is all is all folks. I mean, Haitian descent. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. the same kind of uh, same kind of um, deal. You know? Yeah. 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 I mean, going as a segue into that, um, what would you say was your first introduction into the arts? Was oh, it wow. visual arts first or was it music? Or well, it was, was definitely it, it was definitely uh, music. So mm -hmm. my, my father was a, he played mm -hmm. bass yeah. um, when he was wasn't, you know, he was in the military. But he, instead of a living room, he built out a studio. Right. So we had like the keyboards, the drums, the reel to reel the mics the amps like the whole nine you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. like so my my living room was a studio and i would see him come in at night when i was supposed to go to bed and i would just kind of i would hear him so i would like just crack the door open and just sit in the in the doorway and i'd like fall asleep like my parents would <laughs> sleep in the door but i would i would watch him for hours like play bass and play play the uh the instruments to these records so naturally, when he was uh, uh, away at work, I got curious to to see the play with the records. So I messed his, I messed his records all up, man. Was scratching <laughs> him, man. I didn't know how to play him. But that's where I discovered I was like, wow, like I I, I see him finding joy in the music. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and I was enamored by the package, the packaging of records. And I thought it was all one thing. You know, I thought the people that uh, were playing the music were singing and they designed the cover, too, and they made it. They made the package and it was a whole thing. Mm -hmm. So right. that was like my first foray into something that was like, oh, I need to do this. Like, whatever this is, I need to do this, you know. Mm -hmm. And um, I think uh, I've been I just been in, like attracted to the visual side of music for a long time, you know. And um, I remember one of the other ones too was like my first. That was like my first visual thing. I, I think uh, one of my first, uh, the first 
idea that was planted in my head, like you could be an artist, was Stan had, I think my sister had gotten Stan to draw like a Wu-Tang poster <laughs> with the name, with all the names of, of all the all the Wu-Tang members on there. Mm-hmm. And she brought it home and she hung it up and I was like, what is that? She was like, oh, yeah, my friend drew it. You know what I'm saying? I was like, mm-hmm. what is that? <laughs> like, because that's not from... That's not from the store, like you know, saying the like, what mm. is that? Like he, yeah. so he drew it, and I was like, I want to draw, like I want to draw mm. that, you know what I'm saying? So, thank you for right. Wu Tang thing. <laughs> Wu Tang poster. I don't even remember Wu Tang for the babies. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like something I would do. Oh, man, yeah. listen, shout out to Wu Tang. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> but um, but yeah, that was like one of the first things I was like, man, like you could do this, or you could draw, like. You could you could really draw stuff like this, and it have be, be related to the music part. And I was like, right. "Oh man, it's done, it's done." Yeah, wow. yeah. super dope. Yeah, man. So, what would you say? You know, like after being introduced to um, the arts, like what was the thing that um, you enjoyed most about it? And then eventually, as you started to get into it yourself, what were some of your biggest challenges? Whoa. A big question. Uh, what was the first part of that question? First part is like, what are the things about it that you enjoy the most? Oh, okay. Um, I love the 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 vision part of it, mm-hmm. right? Like, I, and I've I've only recently gotten uh, like um, how do I say it? Uh, I've only recently got gotten to appreciate the vision part of it, right? Like. Artists being an artist is one thing, but being a visionary is a whole nother thing. And mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm I'm now stepping into that role in my life as a visionary and being comfortable to say that, right? Because I have I have, I see I see things, right? And um that's the, the most enjoyable part is putting those things together. When you when it when it lights up, when uh the right things stimulate that imagination and you can see things uh come together that's the exciting part um when you when 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 i have like these uh ideas or something might trigger like uh something might come in 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 conversation or you know i could be anywhere right and then my um i'll just wake up from something and and call somebody you know i'm saying (laughs) like it'll be like yo like this we got to make this thing happen or whatever you know so um, definitely the visionary part of it, but also the, also the people, you know, um, mm-hmm. and I think coming into my own or being able to use it by myself, like, you know, I, I was 10 years in being a service, uh, like a designer, like a, a, a artist for service, uh, mm-hmm. artist for hire, um, doing other people's ideas. And, um, you know, like 10 years ago, I think it was like 10 years ago. 10 years ago, um, I decided to do things for myself yeah. and, uh, you know, create paintings like, like the ones that you're showing, um, was, was the, was the idea, uh, was to start giving my, my visions and my ideas, uh, the same, uh, power that I would give somebody else's ideas, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I guess the hardest part to answer the other part of that question is believing 
right? Mm. Like, um, I think a, a lot of those 10 years was chasing validation, right? Mm-hmm. And um, you could find a lot of creatives these days suffering from, you know, lack of validation. And uh, that's a tough part because you could tell when they're ailing from that, you know, they could tell, you could tell when they need a pat on the back or they need like, you know, a little bit of juice. And that's hard, you know, because at, at the end of the day, when you realize it's like, I don't need anybody else's validation. I just need a clear path to my vision. Yeah. That's like, that's everything. You know what I'm saying? So at least, at least for me, that was the toughest part to come to come to is, is be, being comfortable in, in my own creativity, you know? Sure. Yeah. Sure. Real, uh, real quick note for those of you listening to the podcast, um, make sure to check out the video on YouTube. Um, find us on YouTube as well um, at Sub Art and Music so you can check out some of Naturel's art. Yeah, right. absolutely. Yeah. yeah, you can see, you can see, uh, you see these guys too, man. <laughs> good out here. We try to clean up nice you know, for you. you know, know, we, I feel like all of us, we're, we're not hard on the eyes. So, you know what I mean? For those of you only having the audio experience, come come on in. You know what I'm saying? Come, come see all this goodness. Um, <laughs> but, yo, take us back to your, your first um, uh, paid freelance job. You know, what lessons did you take from that? Whoa. First paid freelance job was okay so my first paid uh <laughs> freelance job <laughs> right. was um uh it was like after a year of interning for triple five soul right mm-hmm. it was a triple five soul clothing company in mm-hmm. brooklyn yep. um i was interning for them for free and uh it you know at that time i had an apartment that was right in in bedstuy or Clinton Hill, and um, yeah, that, that wasn't cheap. So, mm-hmm. right. <laughs> so I had to I had to uh, to pivot and you know figure out how to um, either get two retail jobs or get another design job or something like that. And mm-hmm. uh, so they hired me as a freelancer. I guess that would be work for work for hire type stuff or whatever. And um, it was interesting because it was just a paid internship at that point. Mm-hmm. One of the things that I learned from that was um you're not nothing's beneath you mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying like like to make like it's like okay cool i i went to school i have this uh this working knowledge i've, I've gained all this other stuff and then you, you kind of come off on a high like okay cool well i'm gonna do this practice for for a living but you know as soon as you're you're out there and if you're really you know doing it you're fetching bagels you know what i'm saying coffee like dry cleaning, like all sorts, all sorts of stuff. You know what I'm saying? So, right. um, if that was the if if that that's what you mean first first uh, bit of bit of stuff, but first like paid gig doing my stuff like design. Mm-hmm. Um, whew, I learned I didn't know anything about the business. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I didn't know anything about like like uh, any contractual agreements or agreements mm-hmm. in in general. Um, I didn't know how to talk about money. I didn't know how to uh, talk about scope or calendar or any of the any of the things that mattered, um, and I sold myself way too much. <laughs> you know what I'm saying it was just like, yeah, I'll, I'll do the world for you. Like, you know what I'm saying like, I'll draw everything. Like, I'll do all this stuff. And, mm-hmm. and you know, to come like 
one of the things that 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 really hurt was like not being able to know those steps, especially by being. I mean, I went to art school for four years. You know, right? That part. So, yeah, that was the that was the hardest part to be like, wow, like I'm really just out of sorts, like, you know. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Yeah, we talk about that so much on this Absolutely. on this show. Um, because it's such a huge disservice. Like you said, you four years where their their main purpose is to prepare you, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you pretty much are thrown to the wolves. And, you know, you le- for so many of us, we learn on the job, literally on the job, you know, yeah. from, um, from <laughs> basically from mistakes and mishaps and yeah. just, you know, lack of knowledge. So. Yeah, and some of that stuff you can't really avoid, right? right. Because yeah. no matter how much school... Um, tries to prepare you for what's out there. Um, Industries change overnight. Um, And, you know, and keep in mind, some of the people, some of the educators you're working with are still in it. Mm -hmm. Some are retired, right, and haven't been in it for a minute. So things were a bit different when they were doing it. Um, So there's a lot of things that kind of come into play. But one thing I feel like is beneficial to, to all types of creatives is to be inquisitive, man. Don't be scared of asking questions. Um, to any of the people you respect, any of your educators, the people you work with, because, you know, a lot of times that information that we don't get in a traditional class setting, um, sometimes if the question comes to you and you don't want to ask, you don't feel comfortable asking the teacher in front of everybody, I would always hang back and, you know, just chop it up while they're packing up, getting ready to leave and, you know, just asking whatever questions I could like, hey, I'm thinking about doing this, you know, how should I approach freelance and how, what should I be charging for blah, 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 you know? Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, thank you for sharing that because I think that's so, so important. You know, natural, you have, um, you have a distinctive style, Mm -hmm. right? And so how would you say your art has evolved over the years? And when did you first begin utilizing your signature triangle? Yeah. So, uh, crazy like i mean i I think it's really important because a lot of people see that first right like they Mm -hmm. see the the signature uh hand at work you know like all the the triangles and they're like oh okay that's what he does Mm -hmm. um but it's really important to kind of uh understand that there's 10 years before that where i was trying on everybody else's um styles right so i would learn indirectly from all my artistic heroes and be like, try them on for size and try them on for size. And then, you know, you talk about freelance. I would be the freelancer to do like, okay, cool. Well, you want that, but I'll be the cheaper version of that. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. and it's 10 years of, of doing that uh, where I, you know, me and, me and uh, some of my other uh, creative um, folks or whatever, like they, we, we would all dream about like, man, like it'd be cool to get called up for one thing and not everything. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Because it's like, you know, I'm a graphic designer. I could do it all. I could do this. I could do that. And then they come to you and then you have to study whoever else is thing, and then, you know, mm-hmm. pin the tail on the donkey. It's like really hard. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's exhausting. So like, that's where I was just like, man, it'd be really great to just one, to be known for one style. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know where to start. And I don't think, uh, um, I don't think uh, I was trying when it came. You know, like it was it was really just uh, these explorations, these warm ups, I would call them, um, that I was doing 
uh, in between emails, right? Like I was freelancing for doing apparel for like Foot Locker, doing apparel for Urban Outfitters and stuff like that, all private label stuff that, you know, you wouldn't really recognize. But um, in between the emails would be like these 15, 20 minutes of me just trying things. You know what I'm saying? Like, can I do this in the in the least amount of moves? Can I do this with the least amount of colors? Can I define my favorite painting in like this or that? And then um, around the same time was uh, me and um, my good friend Alan Cole and Darian Burks, like, you know, my gang, my, my squad, uh, we were challenging each other online, like on, on Instagram. And we would do these things called 30 minute workouts. And a 30 minute workout was just basically like, okay, cool. Can you show us something that you did in 30, 30 seconds or 30, 30 minutes? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was all like music, you know, like music related. So we would just kind of bring a track and then maybe put the lyrics up or, or, you know, do some type of graphic thing or whatever that it, it explains that thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's the, that's, that's what started the posting daily of, things and i was like okay i'm gonna use this style to do that because it's quick and um after that it just got really good and i didn't stop you know like i dropped the hashtag and i just kept on going and then from Mm -hmm. there it was like can i can i do my favorite artist paintings can i do portraits you know and then all of a sudden there was a um celebrities liking it and I think a lot of it had to do with like my my, my good friend Ilman. He um he was the first person to reach out to be like, can you do a cover for me? I'm I'm putting out all the the beats that I I made for Kanye West, all the scraps or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. um, can you put something together? And I was like, yes, sure. So I did what my idea of Cruel Summer and um, Dark Twisted Fantasy was. Mm-hmm. For for the for that for that uh, instrumental project, and I think his his uh, the project was called uh, "Ill Mind Beats for Kanye West." Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, uh, from there, that's when Swizz got a hold of it and was like, "Oh, that's dope." So I was like, "Ooh, Swizz liked it." So that night, I did a portrait of Swizz, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then and then once Swizz saw it, he posted it up, and then. Diddy saw it and Diddy was like, oh, I like that. <laughs> so so he liked it. And then um, I did a portrait of Diddy. Mm-hmm. And then he was like, oh, I want to buy that. And so he bought it and, you know, he put it up, up in his office. Then other people saw it. Rihanna saw it. And you know what I'm saying? And then from there it was it's the Rihanna now. Navy. Yeah. The Rihanna Navy down there broke my phone, you know? Right. <laughs> <laughs> so shout That's out to That's what's up. Yeah. I love hearing that because yeah. we—that's something we didn't know. And this is—it's you know from the outside looking in, it's like, oh, this came from out of nowhere. Like he just mm-hmm. woke up one day and was like, ah, oh, triangle. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. But that's that's great. That's right. great. That's awesome. Yeah, man. So um, obviously, you've created a lot of different significant work, um, works of art, and collaborated with like different brands, um, like Bacardi. Uh, the NFL, Puma, um, which we're going to show some of that work in a second, um, and many others. Like, what has probably been the most uh, memorable um, brand you've worked with uh, or collaboration you've done? Man, there's a lot. Uh, 
there's a lot. I mean, Puma, Puma was great because there was like my, um, it wasn't my first shoe contract, but mm-hmm. uh, it was my first signature shoe contract, and they hooked me up with everything. It was like design, like I designed over twenty uh, silhouettes of um, of shoes. Uh, you know, you see like bags, hats, like everything, like everything they could possibly make um, for men's, women's, and, and women and, and kids. Like I did 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 all that. So. Uh, and for multiple years, so that, I mean that was a that was a dream come true. We flew out to Germany and everything, and designed yeah. stuff from the ground up. Um, and it was a really great experience because, like you know, they let me be me, right? Mm-hmm. Like they were like, okay, they locked me in a conference room with all the, the, the with the team, and then everybody like all the higher ups just left. Wow, just like That's oh, crazy. You, you do it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And so we were out there for a week, and it was just killing it you know um it's awesome yeah it was pretty it was pretty awesome it was, it was great but that that again that opportunity is on the back of 10 years in the in, in the apparel industry mm-hmm. right. and designing for 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 jay-z for rockaway designing for um academics and freelancing and you know all that stuff you know right. so mm-hmm. the ability to do all that stuff is on on 10 years of really working it you know, right. I feel like there was another shoe company you worked with um, as well early on. Was it Procads or something like? It was something. Converse. Converse, Converse. was my first. Yeah, Converse was my first uh, shoe, and that was nice. through Villa in uh, in Philly at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, they put me in contact with with Converse, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, did a did a drop there. That was my first shoe. Mm-hmm. Then from there, I had a brief stint with. Asics, mm-hmm. and um, it didn't shake out. But I have the samples, which are crazy. Um, it was a really great uh, concept. I hope, mm-hmm. I hope I I get to to put that out. But then it was Puma, and then um, you know now uh, uh, I haven't I haven't announced it or, or or said anything about it. But now I'm I'm working on uh, on some shoes uh, of my own. And uh, so, yeah, so uh, I'm looking forward to showing people what that what that is, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like and being able to design shoes consistently for myself, mm-hmm. you know, I think that that's a uh, that's important. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. Uh, but so, so other brands, I would say, I mean, shoot, because uh, it's saying about Puma. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh let's see uh i, I don't know there's a, there's a lot man like I, I would say i mean i've done stuff with nike i've done stuff with um uh nike was the first one you know worked with uh nike to do the lebron 11s mm-hmm. or the lebron 11 campaign um man it's just so much yeah. I've, I've been blessed to 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 be able to be in a position where i get to put my name on things because yeah. yeah. you know, like from from being in service, being a a, a, a creative, mm-hmm. from you know helping other 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 folks out, helping companies out, you know, like you don't get put on the map. No, you know right. what I'm saying. And that's like natural on garments, on things as a collab that happened by mistake. Mm. You know, like the LeBron thing wasn't like you know Nike was like, oh you, you know what I'm saying? Like you're gonna like what? Nah, it's just. I was a work for hire on that project because the the uh, 
um, the the agency that that was handling that campaign mm-hmm. saw the shoes and then saw my work and was like, they put two and two together. Said you're the best person to carry out these visuals, right? Yeah. Wow. So here's some money, carry out the visuals, and so I did, and that was it. I spent a week up in um, New York at the agency, did the did the work, and that was a blessing to me because I was working with my design heroes, the guys that I was copying for ten years. They were all in that room, yeah. Wow. So like it was paid. I was I was I was being paid twice. You know what I'm saying? It was like, right. oh. so for me going home, that was it. I was like, all right, cool. This is awesome. You know what I'm saying? I get my first check off of mm-hmm. doing doing some triangle stuff, and yeah. I got to work with my heroes. So when I got home. They, they called me. They were like, yo, don't don't unpack. And I was like, what do you mean? They're like, LeBron just tweeted. Like, he just uh, Instagrammed your name. He just tagged your name. And I was wow. like, what do you mean? I was like, where did you where did they find my name? And like, they were like, I don't know. Like, I think <laughs> I think he they put somebody somebody from his camp saw probably saw the stuff that I was doing with uh, Diddy and, and, mm-hmm. and, and uh, you know, all the other celebrities and stuff. So they put he put two, like two and two together. Mm-hmm. And he just dropped my name, and so they were like, "He wants to meet you. Like you're on a plane to Miami, and blah blah all this other stuff." So, like, Crazy. it was by mistake, or God don't make mistakes, but you know what I'm saying? It, was, mm-hmm. it wasn't planned. You know what I'm saying? Wow. It wasn't in the plans. So, my name being involved with that project um, is everything. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, we're about to take a break, but when we get back, we're going to actually focus on that on your on your name and how that came about. So. Stay tuned. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Yes, indeed. My name is Kalia, and I teach the DJ course here at Words, Beats, and Life. Well, I started DJing around 19, 20 years old. It actually helped me um, with my social skills. I, I felt like it was way easier for me to make friends. I also was able to learn from different cultures while DJing. I enjoyed teaching people the difference between uh, house music and drummer bass. What I hope people get out of DJing is uh, a sense of confidence. I would say for myself personally, as I started getting out there on my own, I built up a little confidence in myself and I learned how to have fun a lot more and also project myself without actually saying anything. That's why I'm with Words, Beats, and Life. Enroll in the DJ class today at wblinc.org slash academy. I love that. All right. All right. Welcome back. Sign up. I'm like, yeah, man. (laughs) Shout out to our family, Words, Beats, and Life, man. Yes, indeed. Great work in the community um, here in the, the DMV, but also globally as well. Uh, representing hip-hop culture um, and hip-hop educators worldwide. Absolutely. So you mentioned Natural, and I think that's a perfect segue, because how did you come up with the name? Oh, that was my Napster name. Ah. <laughs> it, was, it was like, I think, uh, who's my name? My, it, it was like oh, my rap name yep. for a while. Uh, mm-hmm. Man, I forgot the name I had before that. It probably was no good. So oh oh, I remember your old rap name. Uh, you <laughs> Don't know, do that. I, to him. I ain't gonna do it to him, but Don't I re- oh, that. I remember. <laughs> but what what I'll do is I won't go the, to the the OG joint. But I remember before you started spelling natural the way you spell it now, it was like 
It was N-A-T-U-R, and then it was a hyphen, and then the L. Yeah. You know I mean? Yeah. Yes, because it was natural, yeah. and his real name, you know, you it's know. a play yeah. on the name. Shout out to the interlude you dropped for me, uh, that naturally speaking joint. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, going man. way back. Yeah. But also, for you know, for those that don't know, like, you know, natural, the name was fitting because Homeboy used to rock neutral colors. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I was <laughs> All the committed. time. I was committed. You were yeah. so committed, down to your Seriously. Clarks. Uh -huh. Wallaby, yeah. Yes. It was, a, it was a visceral experience for me, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. that, that moment in time was just like, I, oh, the guy with the beads and the head wrap and yeah. look like Taboo, like the guy, that guy. Like the, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, yes. Yeah, I it. it was yes, a vibe. No. I, was, I was well wrapped in my vibe. Right, right. <laughs> Yeah. Committed, yeah. It was definitely a look. I love it. Um, you had mentioned, you know, granted, your, with your experience having worked with um, several labels, um, both freelance and work for hire, what would you say, what would be some of your, what's your tools of the trade? We're going to talk shop. Like, what's the software that you're using? What tools are you using? Uh, yeah, so I everything that I do pretty much starts out from Adobe Illustrator. Right, like I'm well versed in 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 uh in that, and the reason why it came from there is because you know for ten years my practice was designing uh for um fashion labels and fashion companies mm -hmm. and stuff, and so that all that stuff is all in, in Illustrator. Yeah. And um, when I made the switch over, like I mean I'm I went to art school, art high school, you know, went to Pratt, mm -hmm. you know, as well, you know, what I'm saying so I'm well versed in how to how to paint and how to sculpt, how to do all that side to draw. So when it came time for me to to be like, oh, I want to do fine art, I had a decision, either abandon 10 years of what I was lear learning from before to mm -hmm. just jump straight into paint and do whatever or take it with me. And um, I was like, you know, I'll, I'll just take it with me because I'm. It's, it's easier to get to an idea once you're like disciplined and, and fluent in, in, a, in, a, in, in something. And at the mm -hmm. time, it was like, oh, you're a digital artist, you know? But now it doesn't really matter, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, so all, all my stuff comes from Illustrator uh, and either it gets outputted to um, paintings, murals, clothes, uh, sculptures, jewelry, you name it. Like everything, I, I don't, um, I, I think like a producer, like I think mm -hmm. like, a, like, a, like a maker. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And... I try everything. So everything becomes a canvas. Everything becomes a, a thing. Like yeah. I think product because I come from 10 years of product. Mm -hmm. So my art is expressed in ways of, or mediums of product, you know? Yeah. yeah. You know, it's what we have up here, can you talk to us a little bit about this series that you were working on with baseball? Yeah. So tops, the baseball, uh, the legendary baseball card, uh, mm -hmm makers uh for some i think it was 75 years maybe um 70 years project 70. Uh, uh they invited me this was back in 2020. um it was called there was a it was a project before these cards it was called project 2020. um they they took 20 artists to do 20 iconic cards wow. and it was like uh me uh ben baller um a, a bevy of like you know uh artists that came from the industry and then other artists that, that didn't um 
And, you know, we all took turns at doing their iconic baseball cards. And then they followed that project up with the Project 70. And Project 70 was a lot bigger. It was like 50 other artists, which turned to be a lot more. Um, some people fell off. Some people got on. It was Snoop was on there, DJ Ski, uh, Ben Baller again. Um, I think it was, uh, I think Action Bronson was on there too. Uh, it was it was quite a quite a bit of people um, and brilliant artists too. And so like we just got uh, the chance to do um, baseball cards. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's proven to be a really, really cool vehicle for me. You know, like that's something that I was um, introduced to by my pops. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he was really, really adamant in doing it. He helped me make art like cards too, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, so when this opportunity came around, you know, I was like, man, like he, he would, he would have loved for me to, to do this. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So yeah. I did it, which yeah. is crazy because on its face, right? Like the first, um, the deal for project 2020, at least my deal, um, was 20 cards for X amount. Right. But X amount for me wasn't worth 20 cards. That's 20 portraits. It's 20 pieces. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So the math didn't math. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It, was, it was like, this math ain't mathing, man. Like, you know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and I'm in the I'm in the boardroom, like, cause they have an office uh, uh um at the bottom of Manhattan. It's like right, like the first building from Battery Park. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm there and I'm like, man, like, you know, I'm in with all the, the, the cards where they make the cards, and I'm in the, and they're telling me like, oh man, like we want you to be part of this project and all this other stuff. And I was like, yo, like my pops would want me to do this. And I saw the numbers and I was like, nah, <laughs> it's gonna hurt. You know, like it's a lot of work for for that for that little amount of money. But there was a there was a royalty too, mm. right? And so I was like, you know what? Even if I clear, like even even if I try to rush through this and then clear with my time and really try to just do it, then at least, you know, I get to do it, you know, with the memory of my pops. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. he will want me to do it, so do it, right? Right. Walk out of there, told my manager, I was like, yo, like, you know, book it, like, we'll do it. I didn't know that, you know, pandemic will happen, and then, like, cards became, like, the like one of the biggest vehicles, uh, like, assets, like, you know, uh, and it blew up over the pandemic. Wow. So... That contributed to the last few years being, you know, some of the best uh, um, years of my business uh, because of that, because of the ecosystem, because of the interest, because, you know, the just the vehicle that, that, that is sports cards and, and stuff like that. So, you know, really interesting. Yeah, That's man. great. Yeah. That's really so dope. that I mean, that that that, that story, I, like I, I, I tell that story because it's like, you know, the creators out there that sometimes you take things off a gut feeling and they mm-hmm. work out, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes the best deals on paper don't work out, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. they're the nightmare, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah. Yeah. That's real. So man, listen, besides being, uh, an amazing, um, just talented, uh, visual artist, you know, a lot of people don't know that you're a skilled MC. Um, oh, so, one two, one two. you know, so, man, I'm going to take you down memory lane. Tell us about the Crown Museum um, <laughs> and maybe some of the work you've done with the homies, the Stuyvesants, 
Yeah. Uh, and um, you've mentioned Ill Mind mm-hmm. as well. So um, tell us about some of that work and, you know, and if you, you're planning on messing around with any music in the future. Man, you left yourself out of that whole thing. I mean, bro. you know, listen, man, this you is know. about you tonight. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> man, like for folks that don't really know, uh, shoot, man, ever since I heard um, Stan's uh, your demo tape, was it? Yeah. Yeah. Oh I was like, man, God. that's what I want to be. You know, oh, so go, I mean, like everything from going to Suitland to like our high school, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, to going to Pratt. Oh, one second, one second. Shout out to Suitland High School, the great Suitland High School. That's the CBPA program. We see you. Yeah. <laughs> and so ev- everything from going to that whole path mm-hmm. it, and graphic design was all mm-hmm. informed by that mixtape or that that demo. Wow. And, um, you know, I'm 10. Uh, you know, I knew your, your nephew. Uh mm-hmm. Okay. And and just basically got a, got in a fight at recess and <laughs> shout out to G yeah, yeah. <laughs> we sitting on the wall and he's just like man what you gonna do with your life man and I was like I don't know you know like and he was like man you should rap and I was like I don't know how to rap he's like man just go home and rap and then I'll call my uncle and then he'll tell you what if you if you, if you if you should rap I was like all right so I did it and I called you mm-hmm. and. It was probably garbage, but you were like, <laughs> you were like, hey, man, don't stop. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever it is, man, that's dope. Just don't stop. That's and sick. that those words was just like, all right, cool. He said don't stop. So I ain't going to stop. You know what I'm saying? And yeah, it really opened up my mind to everything because that was the, like I said before, it's validation, right? Mm-hmm. That was the validation I needed to proceed down a, a path of craft, right? And, uh, you know, being able to, to, to do that, like, I mean, if you hear all my early stuff, it sounds, it sounds like Stan or it sounds like a version <laughs> of Stan. Um, and once I started to my, my, my circle of friends, like we kind of banded together, uh, to make stuff and, and, um, we were making like algorithm or Alan Cole or almost whatever he's called. Uh, yeah, right. Man <laughs> um, with many names. Yeah. Uh, you know, he and and a couple of my other friends, we we made music just uh, under the tutelage of the great substantial. Shout out to uh, yeah. Definition. Uh, Definition. Russ. Shout out to um, um, R&B. R&B. Yeah. Yeah. Fun yeah. fact, I still have under organization name under your contact whenever you call it says your name and then under it it says uh soul department soul department yeah <laughs> so sd sd is still alive mm-hmm. but uh it stands for something different now mm-hmm. and um with the metaverse it might stand for somewhere different i don't know mm-hmm. but uh yeah like i think you know from there that's when al kind of moved on to uh uh the Stuyvesants with Darian Burks. And that, that was a that was, you know, I grew up with him um since way back on on a, in my neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Uh and you know, I went on and, and moved on, did did solo work uh with Illmind and a few other uh, other good producers and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And um you know those 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 exercises that album uh Crown Museum well the Crown Museum was the the label or the imprint or the, the idea mm-hmm. uh 
Momentous was the album. Yes. Yeah. And and um, it was like equally visual, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Uh, Each song was, had its own work of art. Yeah. Yeah. So like 2012, that was different. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like these days, it's not so. But I was really trying to push and explore. Like I mean, you mentioned things like the Crown Museum. Crown meaning me. Like you know, my my government name is Lawrence. Lawrence is mm-hmm. where of the lower leaves, right? Like so as a crown. Mm-hmm. And um, museum is just like, you know, like just uh, my, the whole idea behind Momentous was like walking through this museum of thoughts, mm-hmm. you know, this coll- this collection of thoughts and moments. Yeah. And that's why like every cover had a frame and had a piece in there and it was painted and it was all allegorical and, you know, referencing artist, my some of my favorite artists and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I was trying to push at something visual while doing the music too right. and um it was very ad hoc right it was very kind of just like forced and strapped together like you know what i'm saying like mm-hmm. uh bundled together with duct tape <laughs> you know <laughs> uh but w- is it's interesting because now like i'm doing work that's equally as musical as it is uh visual mm-hmm. and it couldn't be farther from music or that mm. form of music, you know yeah. what I'm saying? And it all goes back to that moment where I was in the in my living room messing with my dad's records, right? right. Like that, it's like the people that do the work, the the artwork, are the people that are making the sounds. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So it's all together, and I've been chasing that vibe forever. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like. Um, I haven't figured out figured it out yet, but I'm trying to figure out like how to DJ with creating. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to figure out how to turn the cameras on in here to show you how I'm working mm-hmm. to music. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. that's what I do. You know? Like, and we have we have this project. We'll talk to you about it um, yeah. after the show. But um, and it's funny. Last time we spoke, I was supposed to bring it up with you, but uh, it's not something that's public yet. But we'll we'll let you know what it is, and then uh, hopefully on the show at some point we'll let everybody else know what it is. Yes. Oh, yeah, we're doing yeah, the first yeah. one at Blurred Con though, but we'll okay. we'll get you hip though. Yeah. yeah, you know, as as you continue to reflect on um, you know your career and all that you've accomplished, what would you say has been your biggest lesson? Ooh, okay, all right. So so uh, yeah, biggest lesson um, is. I ha- and I have one Re- really important. Um, so I'm my, like, um, my success is, is largely, uh, related to, I'm, I mean, you know, attributed to God, my queen, y'all, my family. Like, I mean, everybody is, is res- all my, the people that raised me is responsible for this, but you know, like Instagram was a very, very instrumental to, distributing my work and getting found and getting validated and recognized and being able to get checks that number that's up top or whatever has afforded me checks <laughs> to do what mm-hmm. I do you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. and and I don't um I don't take it for granted I used to I don't take it for granted um but the lesson is I I basically like uh what was it? I thought that 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 success was pinned on on like my success in life was pinned on that. So when they changed the platform, right? They changed 
the season of the platform from growth to monetization. Mm-hmm. It choked out my distribution, right? So I wasn't reaching as many eyes as I once did. So my mm-hmm. likes went down. My uh, my my numbers as far as like operations go went down went, went down too, because I was doing the same one too, you know, post. Mm-hmm collect money post collect money you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. like um and so when they choke out your distribution and you have to pay for ads or you have to pay for more eyes on your thing that my you know like my numbers went down my numbers went down my feelings went down yeah mm-hmm. because it was like i was like man i was on that high i was like you know living for the like and i really i really identified with being like oh well i'm an artist i'm an artist because this these numbers tell me i'm an artist I'm a creator. Mm. I'm validated because I get this many likes. I'm validated because they like me and they uh, they fly me around the world to do all these things. These brands want all this other stuff because of that number and because of the likes I get. So I pinned everything that I had, my whole identity as a as a creative on that platform. And when the platform, obviously, like any other business, any other platform, they're going to move into a monetization phase. They're going to subscription base, advertising base, like any any of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a gate, mm-hmm. and like now I have to pay to get. Uh, I think they 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 show they show my work to like fifteen percent of my following, wow. and then now I have to pay for like twenty percent or thirty percent on top of that. You know what I'm saying? Or jump through the hoops to get to the extra. You know what I'm saying? It's like if y'all yeah. wanted to follow me, you follow me. But you might not see everything that that, that mm-hmm. I'm putting out unless you right. actively look for it. Yeah, and that's the that that like, and that's the way it is. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's free. It's free, and you know what I'm saying it's a, it's a lesson. But like my main lesson was, I chose to believe in myself because the the app told me that, that I could. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. so it, it took a lot of soul searching to kind of pull myself up from that and be like, you know, I'm bigger than that. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you know, my like you guys, you guys raised me better than that. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't don't uh don't leave it up to some other company to 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 tell you you're dope. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like just move on and, and, and do the things that you need to do. And so, you know, like that's one of my main lessons is just like don't don't fall asleep, don't sell yourself to fall in love, you know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. uh, Dilla. Like, oh don't. no, that was that's so good because yeah. it's true. It's it's, you know, we talk about it a lot. You know, trying to have one have that balance because it's like you use it for business, but yeah. at the same time, it's also can be very unhealthy. You know, mm-hmm. socially, mentally, and so you know we you know for us creatives and for creatives that are out there, who utilize that platform, you know, or going in. Right. Or any, or any yeah. right. Or any platform. Yeah. Knowing your worth before you even hit post. Right. Yeah. And it's just, it's just like, you know, those are things that happen. But like you have to define success. Define how you pay yourself. Mm-hmm. Right. right. Like even even if it's I mean, let's, let's take it out off of platforms. Right. Let's let's take it with, with projects and stuff. If a project falls on its face. Right. But you ahead of time decided that you got paid by just the success but just by finishing it up then you're paid right yeah. like that it's a success at that point so it's just like it really taught me to to reevaluate what i define personally define as a success or not you know what i'm saying right. and, and reevaluate what what failure is and stuff like that and just not 
care about metrics and numbers like that you know yeah no that was great that's a good one yeah no that's excellent so um we got to get ready to go soon but um we can't leave without you um, sharing some additional words of wisdom, any advice um, other than the advice you just gave for like emerging artists, people on the come up um, who see someone like you, uh, whether they were familiar beforehand or not, but they yeah. see someone like you um, and aspire to achieve the same, same type of success, maybe more or less. What would you say to them um, to encourage them? Yeah, man, I thought you was going to make me rap. I was, I was like, yo, like, we not doing, we not doing that today. Nah, nah, uh, I wouldn't do that to you. Uh, <laughs> um, nah, I, I would say uh, surround yourself with with people that inspire you, right? And and um, don't give up. What, what did mm -hmm. what, what did Stan tell me all all them years back? Was, don't stop. Don't stop. You know what I'm saying? Like it's it's as simple as that. You know what I mean? Like belief comes and, and validation comes and success comes on the back of don't stop. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, yeah. yeah I love that. Yeah. You know, before we, we wrap, I know a couple of things. Um, you mentioned, you know, you're working on some things um, of shoes specifically, but we'll get details on that in the future. What else are you working on currently? I know you're in the NFT yeah. space. I know you're mm -hmm. doing a couple other things. Yeah, share with us what you've been up to. What are you working on? Yeah, so real quick, I have a uh, my I guess my my big NFT project coming uh, pretty soon within a few weeks. Mm -hmm. um, it's called Aficionado uh, Crypto Cartel, and it's basically uh, it's everything. Well, I I don't want to be a contrarian, but what it is is it's it's a it's a, a vessel for me to engage with my collectors in a a narrative way right mm -hmm. so it's like fish collecting and if you imagine just digital pets or like a digital fish mm -hmm. that you're able to exchange and 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 and, and um put in tanks all okay. around the world oh nice uh, okay so my my intentions with that is to to basically connect with my collectors right mm -hmm. but also make it so the tech in that word nft just kind of disappears into the background so people don't have to you know they don't have to be fluent like try to be fluent in something that they they're not fluent yeah. in. you know what i'm saying like we don't have to talk about the tech so much just talk about how the visual is there you know what i'm saying so um i, I got that project coming uh i got um i just started doing uh some some work on network uh the app network um dropping like uh cards art cards uh on the back of um or on the you know from the wave of of my work with tops nice. uh me and those artists kind of really did a, a good job at, at you know this new emerging form factor in card collecting hobby which is an art card which is uh i i, I believe i believe it's uh, you know going to be interesting uh moving forward so i'm expressing myself in that uh in that lane so go to uh network and you can follow me. So I'm, I think I'll be dropping like every week or every other week. Um, I got some more clothes coming out, but the clothing that I'm making and clothing that you see on my website is the clothing you see on, on me uh, <laughs> is all uh, uh, sustainable, organic uh, with, um, you know, some of the best practices, humane practices in, in, in the world. And it's uh, done made to order 
carbon carbon footprint uh conscious like i mean there's just all sorts of things uh that you know I'll, I'll i'll get into later or whatever but if you see clothing coming out for me or whatever nine times out of ten it's it's on it's for that program um mm-hmm. Uh, to push the narrative and change the narrative of fast fashion because fast fashion doesn't have to kill the environment. Right. It's right. just, you know, made to order, <laughs> you know, like that, that, that really helps. Um, yeah. And sustainable practices, you know, for the babies. Yes. Uh, That's awesome. And then I think uh, shoot, I'm dropping like a bunch of stuff. I know. Um, well, on my Instagram, there's a link in, in the link in bio. We'll, hook up everything allburgundy.com yeah, yeah is also a, a, a great place to kind of see things um and music wise uh well no nah, I mean, yeah i'm dropping a new album after this you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> uh i don't know like i'm w- working with ilmine uh on his nft project with squad of nights um and being in that community is really engaging and uh so it's inspiring me to try my hand at something so um it was always my vision to kind of you know do things at my pace you know what i'm saying and do things when it speaks to me so you know like i I think uh i'll try it on you know Mm -hmm. if i do drop an album it's gonna be called somebody's dad Okay. Because I'm somebody's dad. Yes, yeah, you man. are. Yeah. Shout out yeah, to my babies, my Janiah and yep. Mars. Yep. You know. Two beautiful girls. Absolutely. Yeah. Hashtag girl, girl dad. Yep, girl dads. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but yeah, like, I mean, you know, I, I think, um, I can't even really think about it. I have, I have some other things that I'm, I'm doing, but uh, yeah, it's, it's a lot, a whole lot. Proud of you, man. Yeah, so blessed. And if you guys, if you don't know, now you know, check the link, see, you know, look at the bottom right here mm-hmm. for his, check out his website, check out his Instagram. You know, if you want to dig in the crates, you, he's, don't sleep. He is an MC. <laughs> he's dope. He, he's dope. He's dope. He's being very luckily, modest I'm, right now. Yeah, luckily, I'm not published. <laughs> no, I mean, it's, it's crazy, man. That, that album got, I mean, I got some Grammy award-winning producers on that. Oh, I'm yeah. just saying, absolutely, yeah. it's not a sleeper. Oh, I know exactly where to find it online. Whenever I need to revisit <laughs> it, I know where to find it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, throw, I throw on that cocaine joint while out. Yeah. Yes, yeah. that is actually uh, on the playlist. We yeah, have it on the playlist, a, <laughs> bro. There's a couple. There's more than there's more than a couple folks on there that got a, quite a few Grammys. So yeah. that's what's up. I mean, yeah, that's man, nice quality, man. Yeah. But thank you so much, man, for being on the show, man. We really appreciate you, bro. And um, thank you, you know. And shout out to the people who tuned in live. Shout out to those of you who are listening to the podcast a bit later on. Yeah. Um, thank you to everybody, man. We hope you um, definitely got some some great gems from our brother Natural. And um, stay tuned, man. Who do we have uh, coming up um, for the next episode? So for next episode, we have a one. Oh, uh, yeah. So yeah. The, our, our first. Uh, uh, our first um, straight up musical guest uh, yeah. for the season. Yeah, Shout we out have, to the homie A1. We have, always have some multi talented, multi, you know, hyphenate yeah, folks, man. players. So. Yeah. Uh, shout out to Stephanie Gale, another Suitland alum who popped up right now. She said, uh, talking about Momentous. Yeah. It used to be on digital streaming platforms. <laughs> it's so great even now. Yes, Super indeed. facts. Yes, definitely indeed. Age well. 
appreciate yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but what up, Steph? What's Steph, up? Steph, y'all. Yeah, man. But but thank you so much, brother. And um, so we're going to get ready to wrap up. Uh, you definitely hang behind the scenes so we can uh, catch up a little bit more. Yes, and sir. to everybody watching, man, we appreciate y'all so much. Uh, we're going to get ready to take y'all out. Y'all hang tight one second. And uh, we'll get this outro music going. Catch peace. you next time. Peace, peace, peace. Thanks for listening to Artistry, where art meets industry. Season three of Artistry is sponsored by Words, Beats, and Life. Visit www.wblinc.org to learn more. This podcast is produced by Substantial Art and Music. For more information, please visit www.subartandmusic.com. You can also follow us on social media at Subart and Music. Peace.